In a podcasting world filled with true crimes, insane interview podcasts, and gross celeb news stories, Bryce and Ren, that's us, try to do the impossible. Create a podcast that'll help you survive your commute or workday. Bryce and Ren and Ned's Declassified School Survival Guide. Today we'll be discussing Season 1, Episode 6 of Ned's Declassified School Survival Guide, titled Sick Days and Spelling Bees. My name is Bryce Henderson. I'm one of the co-hosts of this podcast. You can also refer to me as the Sultan of Spell. Uh, with me, as always, to break down all things uh, Ned's Declassified is Renan Fontes, the Wizard of Words. Ren, how's it going? Bryce, it's going great. I'm full <laughs> of chicken. You're full of salad. Mm-hmm. this episode it's gonna record itself did you say you're full of chicken i'm full of salad yeah you had a salad okay. bar. I had a yeah KFC. yeah i was worried that um that that was reversed i don't know why but i was worried that you gave me your food and i gave you my food no i still ate my food you ate yours i okay yeah. just wanted to be clear about that so we're on hour 18 of podcasting that's uh, right right now we have not stopped podcasting uh, at all and do you know what, Ren? Um, I don't know how I feel about the uh, topic of at least the first segment. <laughs> I felt it was very topical. Mm-hmm. Feels too relevant, too real. It personally. is way too real, but uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's part of the school experience. It is. Yes, we even saw um, Ned was ahead of his time. He was sporting a mask at one point. That's right. So, uh, Cookie is sporting a face shield, which are terms that are now, you know, in, in the modern nomenclature. Be so. a Ned and Cookie. Mm-hmm. Me, did you say me and Ned and Cookie? I said be a Ned and Cookie. Be a Ned and Cookie. Yes. Like, uh, like as motivation. Like, yeah. Yeah. You know, wear your mask, wear your shield. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look at them. They can do it. You can do it. You want to meet Matt Hoffman, don't you? Oh, yeah. Matt Hoffman, famous BMX <laughs> bike rider i don't know if i um would care less if i was told that a bmx biker was coming to my class he's not just any bmx biker he is the greatest rider in vert ramp bmx history is that true and he's not just coming to your class he's going to teach extreme baby vert safety safety. i had to look up vert and it was no help looking up just vert matt hoffman is a real person he is a real bmx person yes he is like the tony hawk of bikes I, uh, I mean, he doesn't have his own video games, so I wouldn't go that far. No. Um, I, there's, like, things about Tony Hawk where he... I think he just tweets the same thing, or maybe it's the only tweet that's ever been significant, but I, I think he shares info about, like... Uh, or shares an anecdote about how he'll go places, and people will be like, you look a lot like Tony Hawk. Yeah, that's his thing. That's, yeah. I think that's... I don't know. It's probably all he has going on now. He's He's Tony. Because skateboarding finally came to the Olympics, but he was nowhere to be seen. So if he's really the best, then was too scared to show it. I mean, he's too old for the Olympics now, so that's why he keeps doing those video games. That's the only way he can keep skateboarding. Yes. When he puts himself in the game. Mm -hmm. So every time you turn on a Tony Hawk game, Tony Hawk has to leave his house, Mm -hmm. go into his computer, and go into your game. Yes. That's kind of scary. He signed up for it, so, you know, I can't really feel bad for him. Yeah. Uh, some kind of manipulation there. 
Right. Um, manipulating who? Well, is you're, Tony Hawk manipulating me, or I'm manipulating him? Uh, it's a two-way street. So two we're so it's street. like a symbiotic relationship. Yeah, because if Spoken so, if that? I get if I'm getting this straight, I pull out my uh, PS2, I put on Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Tony Hawk IRL has to uh, get up and then go outside, and then I am controlling him. Is that right? Maybe. I mean, I don't know what's what going on. What do you mean, maybe? This, right this is what you just pitched to me. I don't. I, what do you I mean, don't... said he goes into his computer. You missed a step. <laughs> so he gets digitized. <laughs> That's the part I'm missing, is where he gets sucked into his computer a la Timmy Turner in Cyber Chase um, or whatever. And, uh, channel Chasers? <laughs> channel Chasers. You're thinking of the Scooby Doo movie, Cyber Chase. Cyber Chase. No, there's a. Um, there's a fairly odd parents. I, it was a special at the time, but now it's just an episode. Um, cyber chase. Cyber, cyber chase. Oh my gosh, what is happening here? So there's uh, Cyber Chase, which you are correct. PBS has the bird that's voiced by uh, Gilbert Gottfried. Yep, dig it. Digit. Yeah, digit. <laughs> Yikes, friend. Also pronounced as dig it. Dig it. Yeah, the classic numerical term, dig it. Um, okay, so there's Cyber Chase. And then there's Scooby-Doo in cyberspace, where they go into video games, right? Like arcade yep. games, and no, they're it's chased. Scooby-Doo, it's Scooby-Doo in the cyber chase, not chase. cyberspace. But cyber oh, chase no. is two words. It's not cyber chase one word, like the PBS oh, show. Oh, no. Okay, so, but, so they're both cyber chase. And then lastly, we have Timmy Turner in Fairly Odd Parents. In the episode, I believe, is also called Cyber Chase. Nope, it's called Channel Chasers. Nope, no, 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 I, that's not the one. That's not what I'm talking about. What? Timmy Turner sends an email to Trixie Tang um, and has to go into the computer to get it. Oh my god, there is an episode called Cyber Chase. Okay, so we're all right. Everyone is a winner. Oh, no, it's Information Superhighway. Information what? The episode that I'm referring to is called Fairly Odd Parents in Information Superhighway. Season three, episode two. I don't yep. see Cyber Chase here, Bryce. No, it's because it's not called Cyber Chase. You're thinking of Channel Chasers. No, I'm not. Th I'm thinking of <laughs> this episode of Fairly Odd Parents. <laughs> In Channel Chasers, Timmy Turner goes into multiple TV shows. And Jason and... Bateman voices him as an adult. In that episode? I'm pretty sure that's him. In Channel Chasers? Let me double check. Jason Bateman is doing Fairly Odd Parents voice work. Let me double check. It was supposed to be like the big finale at the time, I'm pretty sure. It was a big episode. I remember that much. Channel Chasers is, not Information Superhighway, which is the one that's relevant, kind of, to the tangent of the tangent of the tangent that we're currently on. Alec Baldwin voiced Future Timmy, sorry. Oh. Okay. Uh, that's odd to think about. Um, okay. And... Uh, Fairly Odd Parents, voice of Cosmo is Gordy. Gordy. We brought Nancy it back. Classified. We did it. We were relevant the whole time. Uh, so, okay, since we are recording this episode two weeks, um, one week early, we don't have a feedback form to look at. No, we don't. So next week, we will so to those listening, next week, the next podcast that you and I do Ren, we will do the feedback form for the past 
two episodes for this episode and last week's episode. Yep. Okay. Cool. Um. All right. Anything else, or do you want to dive in? I'm ready to dive in. Okay. Um. It's flu season at James K. Polk Middle School, Ren. I had the flu in the third grade. I don't know if I. Yeah. What was that like? I don't. I don't know if I ever had like the flu. I definitely had got sick, but. I went to the nurse, nurse's office and I puked so much. Mm. I had I had stomach pains all week. Ouch. Did you get sent home? I did get sent home. Yeah. Yeah, that's usually a, an automatic, you know, you got to go home. <laughs> you can't stay here. No. No. Um, yeah, I don't know. The, the flu, I don't think I ever got specifically but i definitely had like stomach bugs had mm-hmm. you know got sick and stuff rarely did i go to school and then have to I, I think maybe only once or twice did i go to school and then have to get sent home yeah i usually it was i you know just right right from the gate i was from the gecko gecko what is that term it's let's from stop the down gecko. on that one it's from the gecko because the geckos move immediately. no no it's not is it from the, the get go get go Yes. Which makes no sense. Yeah, the gecko makes more sense. It does, because of the logic you just applied. So from the gecko, um, I would usually be home. I wouldn't go to school and then get yeah. sent home. Um, but so there's, Ned explains, this is right off the bat, two types of sick days, Ren, only two. Um, one, when you're really sick. So that's like your flu, your yeah. flu situation. Yep. Uh, type two is when you fake it to get out of a test. I... Never mm-hmm. faked to get out of a specific test, yep. but I did fake a few times to get out of school. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that's expected. Right? It's the, it's the childhood experience. Yeah, fake it and then you go home, especially if it's at the point where um, you are like get to be home by yourself too. And then it's like you can just watch TV and play video games. Play video games. Mary Springer's up to. Yeah, check in on. I know because there's like Prices Right was another one that I never got to see. Yeah, because um, always on super yeah. early during the day. When I was sick, I remembered it was like the only time in my childhood I would get to watch TV from the moment I wake up to the moment I go to bed. Yeah. Um, and it was yeah, those are great days. Those are fantastic days. Um, sick days. <laughs> sick days. Yeah, the fake sick days, not the real sick days. Um, I have plenty of real sick days too. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So there's these two different types, Ren. And in this episode, we're gonna get to see our the main three characters kind of have their own uh, motivations in how they interact with the flu that is going around James K. Polk Middle School. So Mose has to give a speech in like sixth period, and she uh, fakes being sick to get out to try to get out of it. And the nurse is like, "You're not sick. You're just making up an excuse to not have to give a speech." They definitely had no had Moe's fumble so early, so Ned didn't have to make tips on how to fake sick. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. They definitely would have like, been awkward. It's, it's something the show realistically should have done. Mm-hmm. But like, I can understand Nickelodeon being like, "We can't." Do yeah, that. Like, no, we that? can't tell them that. Yeah, so Moe's um wants to go home sick, but unfortunately. The nurse says to her that she would have to have a fever and blow chunks in order to get sent home, which is a, a visceral description. Bryce, mm-hmm. on the subject of the nurse, have yes. you ever known a school nurse to be this competent at their job? 
Um, that they're actively searching so, for students to send home. So I would say there's a there's a difference between competency and like um, aggressiveness. <laughs> like this nurse seems overly aggressive. I've definitely met competent school nurses. You um, have. Yeah, I mean, so I, I work in a school. The the nurse that we have is fantastic. Right. Yeah. That's a surprise to me, but all yeah. right. Yeah. Um, no, yeah. So I, I think um, definitely have. I've never met a, a nurse that stands in the hallway with a, a temperature, uh, with a thermometer, and is actively checking students right and left that pass by. I so, feel like the nur- a real nurse would be abiding by the Gordy logic, you know, hiding himself away. Letting this be yeah. yeah, hopefully it'll all be over soon. Yeah. Um, no, that's not what this nurse is going to do. She's, um, should we get her name? Oh, I, I we got her name last episode. Yeah, I haven't been able to. Let's see. I, I'm on oh, the same page for head. notes, so uh, I should have it. But so she is her uh, nurse Hunsucker. Yep. <laughs> yes. So yeah, her whole thing is stopping pretty much she wants to catch those who are sick and get them sent home, but only if they have a temperature over 100. That's her threshold. Yeah. Right. Um, Okay, so Cookie is in school. He looks terrible. He's obviously sick, but he's never missed a day in his life. Did you know anyone like that growing up? Uh, I mean, like, not really well but my high school definitely gave out like perfect attendance awards i knew one kid growing up who had Mm -hmm. perfect attendance i did not like him yeah no it's you gotta um under like i don't know i think in general schools need to understand that students are gonna be out for one reason or another and it's okay right um that's why I think most schools have done away with the whole perfect attendance thing because it's, you know, I think that they want to encourage that kids are like, you know, leaving to go to doctor's appointments or like other things like that versus they can't leave. Like they have to be in school every single day. Let's see some imperfect attendance awards. <laughs> mm, no. Some... <laughs> I want to see someone get rewarded for showing up to 42 out of 100 days. Yeah. Uh, there's no. No. <laughs> There's no awards for that. All right. Uh, yeah, Cookie is 173 more days away from making a state record. Just I mean, if he's the, if it's Guinness World Book. Student who's been to school the most, most consecutive days. All right. So now Cookie is wearing a face shield because he and he uh, they're like, why? And he's like, oh, I don't want my friends around me to get sick. Kind considerate Mm -hmm. smart Mm -hmm. some good lessons really good lessons from cookie you know i like this cookie i like the uh the cut of his character yes yes very clever and then uh mr monroe announces to his life science class that matt hoffman is going to come to school well not before saying hey homeroomies fighting in on his bicycle with a little personalized jingle playing. Hey, home roomies. Yeah, that'd be that'd be kind of a cringe factor if I had had a teacher that referred to us as home roomies. Even if he announced that Matt Hoffman, the greatest rider in vert ramp BMX history, mm-hmm. was going to teach extreme baby vert safety t- tips in your life science class later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would have been still stuck on. Did he just say home roomies? Because that's not us. 
That's not so, it. What do you think about real life Matt Hoffman? He's a real BMX rider. Right. I um. What do you think about the fact that a real person is being acknowledged here? So this is an interesting crossover, right, between the real world and the world that is Nancy classified. I think that he shows up just like how um, celebrities show up on Sesame Street, mm-hmm. where they kind of pop up and their whole uh, they're they're like there, but there's something about it is all off. This you know, they're, like they're the like cartoon. This to me felt like a Nickelodeon mandate. Okay, like they had him. Like uh, mm-hmm. Nick, Nick during the late '90s to early 2000s was all about that extreme attitude, like personality. Do you, yeah. you remember Rocket Power? Yeah, of course. Yeah. So Rocket Power ended ends in 2004, which is the mm-hmm. same year Ned starts. Yeah. Like there's that very thin overlap, I think, and I think this is Nickelodeon kind of like pushing for that era to still continue when it's long dead. Yes. Like, well, no, the, no one cares about Matt Hoffman. They had, they had Nickelodeon Matt. Guts as well, which was... Guts um, was earlier, though. Was Guts, was a early ni- Guts was early 90s, though. Early 90s? Yeah. Um, yeah, right. Uh, I thought it was a channel. Is, that, is, is this a show? Yeah, as a, an American television action sports. I thought that at one point there was a no, channel. No, you know, I think there was a channel called Guts. Yeah. Nickelodeon definitely had an alternative channel. Yeah, that was, like, really sports, like, heavy. I don't know what the content would have looked like, but I'm try- trying to see right now. I don't really see much on it. I'm just seeing Guts, the game show, with the action sports competition series. But I just specific, uh, maybe Nick Gass. I think yeah, it was Gass. Yeah, that's what it was. I think, yeah. That's what it was. Yep, Nickelodeon Games and Sports for Kids. Yeah, so um, this ran from, let's see, extreme, uh, in like the early 2000s to like mid 2000s, it looks like. Okay. So this, uh, yeah, closed 2007 is when it was done. So I feel like. 1999 to 07. Yeah, I feel like they definitely had, yeah, they had Nick specials about like a different Olympic um, figures. So it, they had that sports aspect to it. So I, it, anyways, long, long path to get here. But yes, I get what you're saying. Um, Nickelodeon did really like to push their sports, like their their extreme sports. Um, yeah, Matt Hoffman. And I got to be honest, if someone were to ask me who Matt Hoffman is, I would say the guy from Nesley Classified. He is six foot tall. Six. Okay. Six foot tall. Six foot tall. And uh, here he is. Did he like doing this gig? Was this a big get for him? Oh, Bryce, I was wrong. He does have a video game. Oh. Matt Hoffman's Pro BMX. Okay, that could be good. It is similar to the Tony Hawk series and competed directly. Let's see. Let's see what the reviews are. Oh, mm-hmm. reviews aren't as good as Tony Hawk's. Mm. Yeah. No, thank you. In the second one. So like... at this point, uh, probably, yeah, at this point, was he a little bit like uh, washed up? Washed up? Yeah, he's looking washed up to me. He shouldn't have done this. No. I... This is bad for his image in hindsight. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. Because he's here. His, um, Ren, you're a dream sequence guy. Yeah. So I want you to paint the picture of this, um, this dream sequence that so... Ned has. So Ned slowly fades into a dream sequence where real-life man Matt Hoffman rides in on his bicycle, swoops Ned up, 
puts him on his back. <laughs> Ned briefly turns into a legless doll as Matt Hoffman does BMX stunts in the hallway full of children. And then when we flash out of the flashback, Ned has gone insane and is speaking out loud to Dream Matt. And when Cookie breaks his concentration, Ned does not so much as acknowledge what he has done. Um, see, I want to um, stop down on uh, Legless Ned. <laughs> uh, I wrote Ragdoll Ned. Um, Ragdoll it, Ned? Yeah, it's, like, it's, it looked like there were no bones in his legs and that he didn't have feet. Yeah, it's like uh, in the second Harry Potter when he gets like uh, uh, gets bone jinxed or whatever. Um, and then he like loses. I, you've seen that Bonus movie? Bonus Yeah, <laughs> when Draco cast the bonus remove spell on Harry and then he loses the bone in his arm, it's like someone did that to Ned's whole body and then strapped it to the back of Matt Hoffman's bike as Matt Hoffman rides through the school. Yeah, Do you think was... this is like torture for Ned then? Do I think it's like torture for Ned? Like he um, does, his bones are removed and he's being thrashed around by BMX pro Matt Hoffman. No, worth it. 110% worth it. Yep. Every time Ned would lose his bones to ride a bike with Matt Hoffman. Until he has no bones left. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's Matt's Matt's price. <laughs> give me give me one of your bones. Um, Matt Hoffman bone collector? I I believe it. Okay. I mean what else is he gonna be up to now? I don't know. Yeah, we haven't heard from him in a while. So probably built a bone castle. Yeah. Looks bone like life. uh looks like a Scar's house in the Lion King. Matt- Matt so, Hoffman's got a bone castle? Yeah, he does. <laughs> Start spreading the rumors. Uh, and then let's get him... We want him to find us, right? So, yeah. you know. Send him straight... leave, uh, like his favorite snacks in a trail that leads to us. Mm-hmm. Just bones. Just trail of bones. Like, uh, you know how like dogs have milk bones? They're like Matt bones. Mm-hmm. Matt bones. They yes. make them for Matt Hoffman. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um... Okay, so Ned doesn't want to get sick, so he doesn't miss meeting Matt. So now this is Ned's main objective is to not get sick. Okay, and a reminder: Cookie's objective is to not have to go home, and he is sick. Moses' objective is to um, get, get sick, so she gets to go home. So with what they had, I thought this was really fun as a setup that all three characters have really different motivations. Yes, I like this. I like how the show consistently splits up the three mm-hmm. with different point of views and perspectives on whatever the theme is. Yep. Um, and so, you know, Ned, the nurse is like checking in the hall. Ned has a slight fever, but there's a three hour incubation period on the on this specific like strain of the flu, she says. So Ned essentially has three hours before he's going to be too sick, potentially. Potentially. Uh, and then Ned looks at the camera and says, out of nowhere, time for some sick tips. Get ready, audience. Yeah, this was um, not as nice of a cut. No, it wasn't. At, at all, in my opinion, it was just really, it was like, all right, we're going to stop the plot. And Ned says, uh, do you have to go home sick? Here's a tip that you need. Ask a friend to take notes. Or, even better, ask him to take a videotape. I'm sorry, what? What what middle schooler in the early yeah. 2000s is going to bring their video, video? camera to school mm-hmm. to film the class? Yep. And then tell the teacher, yeah, you know, like, Sarah's at home sick today, so I'm going to record your, your class 
And then can you sign this waiver, please? Give it to her. Yeah, no, that's not happening. Absolutely not. And so Ned does this, he does this tip. He records a class and then gives it a backpack boy who for whatever reason is uh, like hiding out in, in some kind of sick quarantine in the nurse's office. Where there are drinks labeled <laughs> flu juice. <laughs> which I don't even want to think about what it might be. No, 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 no. absolutely not. Uh, so he does this, and then while he's in there, he sees a mask and, like, a spray germex. I don't know what it is, but, like, um, he has that. So Ned wears the mask, and then he walks around the school and tries spraying things. So he walks down the hall. Moses with him now. Moses, like, putting her face in other people's faces as they're coughing. Mose kisses Coconut Head to try to get sick. Coconut Head walks off dazed. <laughs> <laughs> what just happened? Yeah. Um, and then the nurse, they like look down the hall. It's a bunch of zombies. Uh, the nurse hears a sneeze and it's Cookie. And so she doesn't find Cookie. Cookie is like hiding out in a nearby like classroom doorway. He blows his nose. And at the same time, Lisa Zemo pops up next to him and blows her nose. And she's like, we have so much in common. Like how we both blew our noses at the exact same time. Isn't that funny? That's kind of weird. <laughs> right? This is a, I found Lisa Zemo really endearing last week, but here it's, this is, you know, there's limits. If someone pops, <laughs> I, pops, I like that. It's a nice reminder of who Lisa is. Yeah. As, as podcast partners, should we try to time our nose blows together? I feel like it's only right. Mm-hmm. I mean, how else are we supposed to create chemistry? Other than that. Yeah. It's good warm up, right? Let's blow our yeah, we should together. do that next time instead of mm-hmm. watching Funniest what? Moms. <laughs> uh, they're not that funny, for those wondering. <laughs> not even remotely. America's Funniest Moms are unimpressive. <laughs> so, all right. Um, Lisa Zemo says to Cookie, we should do this again sometime. Uh, we get a montage of Moe's trying to make herself sick. This includes drinking out of another kid's juice box, using another girl's chapstick. And wafting in coughs. Yeah. Uh, all of which the people, like the uh, juice box owner and the girl who owns the chapstick, they're all thoroughly grossed out by what Moe's is doing. But they let it happen. Mm-hmm. You can't fight fate. No. And so Ned is going to run to Gordy's office, and he's hiding out in his office, scared of the flu, Red. You, Gordy's shadow can be seen yeah. from the other side of the door. Mm-hmm. So Ned's like, I know you're in there, you gotta let me in. Gets in there. Kids are throwing up like crazy, Ned says. Gordy starts <laughs> duct-taping the door. <laughs> What's Gordy's office do? is actually very cozy looking. Yeah, I would hang out in there all day. If I was a Gordy, I don't blame him. Yeah, he's, um, so his strategy, though, is he's going to let the night guy take care of all the, the vomit that is supposedly showing up in this school. I mean, who's to say that wasn't there at night, you know? Mm-hmm. Why did it have to be puked in the day? Yeah. So yeah, the, I don't know. yeah, when the night guy shows up at 11 p.m. to 5 a.m., he'll <laughs> deal with that seven-hour-old vomit. Thanks, Gordy. Uh, but Gordy's going to come in clutch here for Ned. Isn't he, Red? He is. With a vacuum-sealed 
uh, giant, uh, I believe it's a, a, a orb. I don't know. It's a, it's a bubble. It. Yeah. Like a it, giant. It, it's like the 2001 film bubble boy starring Jake Gyllenhaal. Mm-hmm. It's Jake Gyllenhaal. Gyllenhaal. It, Jake Gyllenhaal. Okay. Yeah. Jack. Jack Gyllenhaal. Yeah. And there was a uh, made-for-television drama called The Boy in the Plastic Bubble yeah. starring jo- John Travolta. This is similar to that. Uh, did you ever watch uh, the sci-fi reality show? Um, shoot, what was it called? Scare Tactics? No, I haven't. Uh, it's a, a show on sci-fi where they like set up really intense fake scenarios that are scary. And uh, there was one where they hired someone, a potential babysitter to like watch. It's like a prank show mm. to uh, come and like practice out babysitting a, a, a boy. And his whole thing is he has to live in a bubble, like a sealed off bubble. And if it opens, he could like die instantly because of the air outside. And then of course, like it rips open by accident. That's a fun we part. should watch it sometime. Well, let's check it out. We'll, yeah. uh, we'll next warm up. Okay. Yeah. We'll watch uh, a little clip from scare tactics. So, um, yeah, this so Ned is in uh, that. He's in a giant bubble. Why did Gordy have this bubble, Bryce? He used to have a hamster. That big? Uh, yep. What does he say? Gordy yeah. Yep. Uh, and then he tells Ned to not get caught in the sun because that's kind of how he lost the hamster. I can't believe Gordy cooked his hamster in a bubble mm-hmm. that Ned is now inside of. His, his very large hamster. This is like uh, one of the hamster, one of the rodents straight out of Princess Bride. Yeah, it's uh, like good of, good of Gordy to keep something like that, though. You know. Yeah, you, you never know when life. you need it. Uh, the show does what it uh, pretty much like it. It reaches maximum height with this bubble. We get a little montage of Ned rolling around, running into people. We, yeah. at, I feel like that, is this the first time we've actually seen how their days are broken down? Yeah, yeah, it's like schedule, uh, one schedule block to another. Yeah, and it's again though, like yeah, we talked about the passage of time in this show is key. Yeah, they they really really want us to know what time it is for these characters. This one I didn't mind. I I liked seeing them do something other than the calendar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it gave this, us a little little better. The calendar sense of the is day. just so overused, and we're six episodes in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Ned then gets, uh, everything's going great, but then he gets stuck between a wall and a desk right before life science is supposed to start. And the sun comes through. Ned is being boiled alive, right? That's right, he gets cooked. His body turns white, he starts smoking. Mm -hmm. By all accounts, his flesh is, you know, he's like a rotisserie chicken. Yeah. He'll be Um, cooked by the end of the day. mm Mm-hmm. It's, this is not a good scenario. I would be scared if I was him. Like, especially after what Gordy told me. This is yes. it for me. My peers left me for dead. Mm-hmm. They literally did. They walk away from him and he's visibly stuck. Maybe Ned was being annoying in class. Yeah, and it's like, ah, we'll let the bubble boy cook alive. <laughs> Teach him something. Yeah. Learn him for a bit. You'll learn. Yeah. Let your tips uh, get you out of this one, Ned. You can't learn if you don't burn. No. Yeah, so uh, Cookie is now going to walk down the hall. This is in between, so Ned is still stuck. We cut to Cookie, who's walking down the hall, 
and the nurse catches him off guard. What's he going to do? Get him. Mm-hmm. What's going to happen? He's whisked away into the girl's bathroom, which just a mere few episodes ago, he had, uh, we had a whole plot line about how he had to get out of the girl's bathroom. But, you know, I, it's the, you know whatever suits mm-hmm. the plot. Yep. That's <laughs> fine. Cookie doesn't care here. Um, and Lisa Zemo does like a, uh, uh, what are they called? Like a pit, a pit crew? Pit, yeah, like a pit crew. Yeah, at a race, does gives him like fresh, uh, like stuff up his nose, some eye juice, probably some flu juice, cold compress on his head. Mm-hmm. Uh, put some like, yeah, some liquid in his ear. Yeah, and I liked the the sound effects. We get the car repair sound effects while this is happening. It's a she, nice Lisa saving the day. Yeah. So now Cookie's gonna get thrown back out there. And the nurse is going to approach him right away, take his temperature, and because of Lisa saving the day, he is not going to have to go home. Cookie got what he wanted. Yep, he did. He gets to stay at school and make everyone else sick. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ned is going to scream in agony. We're back to him. Matt Hoffman! Matt Hoffman! Yep. And he finally gets out. Bubble finally moves, and he is sweating because of the heat. As soon as he gets to the hall, the nurse stops the bubble, holds up the thermometer, and it's like 100.7 or something. Yeah. There's a, Ned has to go home. Bummer. This nurse. Mm-hmm. What is she thinking? <laughs> she think the bubble, the bubble's exterior is also Ned's skin? Mm-hmm. Does she even see the bubble? Like, does she recognize her? Does she just think that a giant round boy has come to her. Yeah, I think that she's so... Because um, she, I think she eats Vaseline. Yeah. Right? So but We've seen her doing that before. Yes. So she's... Her head is, you know, she's overtired because of the big flu attack. She's been <laughs> munching on some Vaseline. Yeah, she, this bubble is not going to phase her. Mm-hmm. She's gonna hold it up. And she's like this giant round boy thing is gonna be 100.7 gotta go home um most bus yeah that's not her problem though <laughs> no uh mose doesn't go home still she didn't get sick and she came so close she ate so many used tissues mm-hmm. bummer <laughs> she ate so many <laughs> yeah, I don't remember seeing that scene, Ren, but I'll trust you. It's subtext. Yes, that she was uh, privately eating used <laughs> tissues. <laughs> uh, you and I should talk. I don't want to do it now, Ren, but at one point, you and I should talk about their parents. Yeah, I wonder if we'll get more info on them. They're absent completely in reference and... Like, we never hear about them. Nothing. These these characters only exist at school. So when we hear that Ned has to get sent home, I'm just a little bit curious about what that means, by the way. Or Mr. and Mrs. Ned-like. Mm-hmm. Maybe Gordy is Ned's dad. Maybe he's all of their dads. Maybe that's, like, the twist. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Cookie. Okay, so Moe does her speech. But it works out for her because she's the last one in her class. Everyone else got sent home. Lucky break. Cookie um, 
because he got to stay in school, gets to meet Matt Hoffman. And then we get Ragdoll Cookie. We do get Ragdoll Cookie. And mm-hmm. then Matt Hoffman crashes and dies. Yes. And uh, Ned, I think, looks at the camera and says, stay away from Cookie during flu season. Implying that Matt Hoffman also got the flu after his crash. Yeah. Too bad he died and then got the flu. <laughs> well, they did the autopsy and they found flu <laughs> Yeah, the cause of death. Flu? You got flu. You got cookie flu. Um, Okay. So then we are going to be done with that segment. Tips. Yeah, what do we think, Ren? Homesick? Ask a friend for notes. Ask a friend to videotape class. This is the only tip that we get in this whole episode. It would be good if it didn't have that videotape part it's weird like the videotape part of the mm-hmm. tip weighs it down yeah it does useless sick like, ask a friend for notes ask a friend to videotape class i'm just thinking like rand if you if uh item is one of dennis's classes <laughs> and i was like hey can you videotape it for me i would say no no no, of yeah. course not. Even in the modern age, so like, let's put aside the like tape aspect here. No, like, still, I'm not gonna sit here with my iPhone and record, record the class for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, be like, I right, professor, can you speak up, please? Um, Rice isn't here. Yeah, you need a project, Dennis. <laughs> can you cheat out? <laughs> yeah, give him all the cues. I think this is the this is a trash tip. This is a D tip. Yeah, it's a D tip. Bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's disappointing. This is our only tip here about being sick, and I, I think to your point, it's because it's a little bit of a dicey subject that Nickelodeon yeah. doesn't want to be giving any health advice. Which is a shame, because it would have been really funny. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because it would have been like, um, well, what, if they were, if it was like how to fake being sick? Yeah. yeah. Like, imagine how creative they could get. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The blow dryer tip always works. Yeah. Lick the subway steps. <laughs> That's not faking sick. That's just pulling a Moe's. <laughs> like the summers. <laughs> oh my gosh. And you've seen Elf that when he eats that gum, what is <laughs> Will Ferrell thinking? Will Ferrell, he becomes the character when he acts, yeah. so. No, he's putting he... the putting the feral in feral. Uh, <laughs> right there. Should we uh elf, you know? Elf, should we add Elf to Grinch Week? Yeah, I'm down to do Elf to Grinch Week. At this point, Ren, even in the, like tonight, so last last week's episodes and this this week's episodes, you and I have touched on like 12 different things that we're like, oh yeah, maybe we'll watch this. So, <laughs> no one, no one, let me be clear, no one wants to watch any of that with us. I think the people will respond well to Elf during Grinch Week. He's green, just like Grinch. Grinch Week is also not, the people have no clue what you're talking about right now. We haven't <laughs> talked on podcasts about Grinch Week. <laughs> what is what is Grinch Week, Ren? I wanted, let's let it build suspense for a bit. Let's not okay. clarify it. Sure. Yeah, I'm sure people are going to be left really wondering what Grinch Week is going to be. What could it be? You try and tell me that Jacob's not going to listen to this and think, wow, what's Grinch Week? He'll figure it out. Anyone. He's smart. Anyone will figure it out. I think there's going to be a little bit of mystery to it. Oh, okay. 
Yeah, maybe. Who knows? You talk about spell. Uh, yeah, no, yeah, we can talk about spelling bees. We've uh, we did that once. You and I, uh, you were once in a musical. I once uh, directed a musical about a spelling bee. And I won it. I won the you, spelling bee. You won the spelling bee in the show. Yeah. Well, the I won the spelling bee. Uh, okay. So you were a character, like you were acting. You know that, right? No, I don't think so. I'm pretty sure that was me. So did you think it was pure coincidence that you were showing up to participate in a spelling bee three nights in a row? And you I getting won the, the same first, words? I won the first night. Why would I not do the same thing every other night? <laughs> and get the same words. <laughs> if it ain't broke, don't fix don't it. Don't fix it, yeah. Um, you're, so did you see yourself in Cookie in this episode? I did. I when that spotlight came down on him at the mm-hmm. end, yeah. I flashed back to mm-hmm. that uh, Washburn Auditorium basement. Yes, and the spotlight that we had. Yes. Yeah, that same feeling. I worked so hard to get a spotlight that never happened. Yeah, it, it came together well in the end with the lighting we had. But uh, I remember it, it worked. It worked. Um, there was there was some rough stuff there, but it definitely worked, and I, I still look back very fondly Me too. on that. Uh, and so, because of that, I have definitely an affinity for all things spelling bees. Between that and Aquila and the bee, um, I don't think there's anything <laughs> been ever been anything bad about spelling bees. Don't even pitch Aquila and the bee for Grinch Week. Seventy uh, fifth episode special. <laughs> Bryson Ren and Aquila and the bee. The bee, yes. Um, no, <laughs> no, I'm not gonna. My mom, I my mom, um, like counted down the days for that movie to come out, and then brought us to go see it. Why? It's a big bee head. Like, did the trailers just resonate with her, or was it just the spelling bee of it all? I think it was the spelling bee of it all. Wow. Like, yeah. I remember thinking it was really good, but now, um, I don't know. Don't have. Really an eighty-five on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. So. All right. Uh, in this episode, we are introduced right away to a new group of people who I'm pretty sure we'll only ever see here in this episode. No, they come back in one more. I looked it up. Okay, cool. The, um, the killer bees, their whole thing is intimidating people by being good at spelling. They are a trio of siblings. Oh, siblings. That's what I assumed, right? I, I did not assume that. You did not? You assumed they were three unrelated children? Yeah. Yeah. To me, I assumed clear siblings. Okay. They were raised for the bee. They were, like, they had some strict father who, his dad was terrible to him and raised him in the same spelling bee environment. Okay. So he's raising his three children to become vindictive, vengeful spellers like himself. Yeah. That'll teach him. Yeah. That, um... Spelling bees rent, they're a nerve-wracking combination of public speaking and public humiliation. Right? Cookie. They are. We learned that Cookie choked the year before. His word? Easy. Easy. Yeah, he misspelled a very easy word, and then it flashes back. He chokes uh, spelling easy. But Cookie is the sultan of spell, the wizard of words. And the killer bees, yeah, so they come up to him, and they, like... Oh, you're gonna choke again like last year? Cookie's not gonna be victorious. Choke. Yeah, I like Ned's declassified, and I think this segment is a great 
point to it and similar to like the trash can from last week and other elements that, that we pointed to before sometimes i think they get too stuck in we have 11 minutes we know the story that we want to tell but let's like we really really want to hammer in on a cup on like the same thing because we get this to me it feels like we get this scene twice well, we this scene is. I don't think it's we get the scene twice. The scene is echoed later in the episode, but is it, it needs to be because there's in, there's important setup for Cookie's win at the end. But so I feel like they could have done like because the second scene that we see is too similar to this one. In my like, they there should have been a little bit more variation. Could have been like the second them. scene we see with them. It's the one where they're antagonizing everyone, though, isn't it? Yeah, that's that's so much more varied than this, though. It, one but, of the most that's one of the funniest parts of the episode it is but then it ends in them approaching cookie and saying hey literally the same thing of like oh here's cookie you're gonna choke again like last year you're not gonna be victorious but again that's important because it's echoing yeah, the first i know but we scene, don't they say, well listen in the first scene they say victorious and they spell it yes in the second scene they say victorious again they don't spell it mm -hmm. under the third scene cookie has to remember how to spell it it's the rule of threes now it's time for Cookie to spell victorious. Like, I get what you're saying, but I don't think it's too similar to the point where it's a detriment. I think it's the, the, the script setting stuff up that's going to be relevant later. Yeah, so the content, yes, but like, I, I don't know. I just want them to change the setting. <laughs> like, have it not be in the hallway. Have it be at, at lunch, at least. Like, some somewhere else where we're not... That's like why it felt so similar to me is because didn't they just, this just happen? Didn't we just see a scene where they're in the hallway and Cookie got harassed by them about choking? I think you're focusing way too much on the hallway aspect of it and not on the actual content of the scene. The introduction scene is introducing the killer bees, introducing their rivalry with Cookie and introducing the stakes. The yep. second scene with the killer bees is establishing that everyone in the school feels the same way, that mm -hmm. the killer bees intimidate everyone, not just our core cast, and doubling down on the rivalry between them and Cookie so that when they confront Cookie, the rest of the cast can see this incident and come up to Cookie and pressure him into beating them, something he does not want to do and doesn't feel confident about. I have the biggest grin on my face. Why? Yeah, because no, I, I, I disagree. Uh, <laughs> but that's I, I think we're just around at an impasse with it. Uh, it's... <laughs> Yeah, you're you're right though. I am I'm stuck on the setting. You are. I'm completely stuck on it because I think that there's different places in the school. That's it. I mean, yeah, there are different places in the school, but why ignore the content of what's happening in the story itself because the scene could have been potentially set elsewhere. Cuz the setup is there. The setup is important to the end goal that we get to. But I don't like the um i like it it was too similar that that's what it felt like to me it wasn't um repeating it for the sake of uh really ingraining in our head like okay victorious is important the theme of cookie choking is important um it's uh, like so and not even i i agree with you i think that the setup of oh everyone else in the school hates them is important for understanding why there's so much pressure on cookie and why cookie's the one who needs to do it um i don't know 
I don't know. I, I just don't see the like weight behind your point. Okay. Yeah. I just want just want it somewhere else. <laughs> That's it. Alright. Yeah. I if uh yeah. If I uh watched the show again and they were the exact same lines in the gym or outside. Not we haven't seen outside yet, but somewhere else, I'd be like, okay, coming into class maybe. So it's really just a matter of just somewhere else. It doesn't matter to you where it's set. It's really just a matter no. of just not using the same setting twice because it's too similar. They, yeah. they can't be in the hallway twice in the same episode. Not if they're going to redo the exact same the, the But it's, same again, emphasis. it's not redoing. You're also missing the movement of the second scene. As we'll get there, but I, th- I really think you're just ignoring the content. Okay. And you're getting stuck in the hallway of it all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Stuck in the like, yeah, we could have it at lunch, sure, but I mean, then we have an even larger crowd of characters to account for instead of just the core cast and what f- telegraphing what's important. Mm-hmm. It's a good scene. That second one. <laughs> I just didn't. Li- I don't like the whatever. Ned, Ned yells back at them uh, as they walk away. The killer bees. This is the first scene. The first time it happens, yeah. um, and the the only time that it happens um here so ned yells back at them cookie faints uh he's cookie's terrified and so uh, i i say cookie's worked really hard to get to this episode like he in like life i don't know about in life but like his character i think that he deserves an a plot he he deserves this like big focus yes i i I liked this episode for cookie Mm -hmm. yeah because it also doesn't um He's not the punchline of just like, oh, he's the cyborg. Yeah. And uh, also these two episodes, it's the first time they haven't called him a cyborg, isn't it? uh, No, he has a line in the first part about how as a uh, as a human cyborg, I take viruses really seriously. You're right. He does say that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But the second part, they never address anything at all with him. Tech, he doesn't do anything to like hack into the spelling bee or anything like that it's just all cooking the words in advance yeah it's like all, all the character um okay so the first student we so they're all in line um waiting to get their number yes they're, a, they're like their, their assignment and we learn that whoever the first person to misspell a word has to sit next to mr gross who is the moderator he is a perfect 10 on the stink scale. A fish is a 5, for reference. <laughs> Just to, so everyone knows. I feel like a fish is like an 8 or a 9. Well, I think it's because Mr. Gross is just that stinky. He's, he's, he's just double so fish. smelly. Because uh, uh, was a, a 0 or a 1 was a rose. Yeah, like a 0 is a rose, and it's sneakers, I think. Yeah. So and it's, then a fish, and then Mr. Gross at a 10. Yeah, which, because um, I... I if you're making a stink scale, I think something more neutral would be that zero. Because a rose is something that smells notably good. So it's for like a it, clean sock? Yeah, yeah. Fresh laundry <laughs> is like, um, but not like uh, super fresh laundry. Maybe like laundry that's existed right. for a week but hasn't been worn. We can like, put a, a neutral smell. We'll write laundry, parentheses, not fresh, worn. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be the zero on the stink scale. Yeah, I just I thought Rose needed to 
Rose didn't make sense there because it smells too good. And then it makes a jump to like smelly laundry or something. Um, yeah, and so then Ned gets his number. Uh, Ned is one, and then Moe's is number two. So essentially, they have to spell their word correctly, or else one of them is going to need to sit next to Mr. Gross. Yeah. Mr. Gross is nauseating. He, he is. He you could... looks repulsive. Yeah, you could smell him through the screen. He's <laughs> like, uh, after they leave, he t- gives a kid his number. He's like, you're number 12. And like his breath radiates. You can visually see it as the kids get knocked over like dominoes in the hallway. Um, no. No. The Okay, so now to this next scene. Uh, the killer bees are running around spelling at kids and scaring them. They make Seth cower in fear. Yep. Uh, J- can it J O C K? Can you spell something with more letters than that? <laughs> they make Susie spell. Uh, they're like Susie spell Pris. Like you're a Pris. Uh, and I was like, oh, that's not a word. Like that's a um, a five dollar word. What's the term? Ten cent word. Like a, you think about Scrabble? No, there's like a price. Like people say, like, oh, that's a a five dollar word or something. Like when it's a word that is not often used. I think you're right. Five dollar word. I don't know if it's. I don't know if the monetary amount, but the phrase is definitely like that's a blank word and it's a, some kind of monetary amount. So then they uh, do the bit again, um, where they, uh, so they approach Cookie again, and they do they're like oh cookie like you better not choke um or like hopefully uh or else you won't be victorious and like you said you're you're missing the funniest part of this bit when they tell him that to beat one of them they must Mm -hmm. beat all of us all of them yep uh and then well because then they say they don't lose if only one of them yes all of them need all of them need to lose yes if if one of them wins they all win so maybe that I feel like that lends credence to your sibling idea. I think they're siblings. Yeah, they bring home the trophy. It doesn't matter who brings it home, but they just have a spot on their shelf for it. Um, Cookie's intimidated for sure, and then uh, they walk away and they circle Loomer. <laughs> Poor Loomer. He does not understand the difference between the three aisles, I-S-L-E-S, A-I-S-L-E-S, and I-apostrophe-L-L, and he sinks to his knees and screams, stop it, you're tearing, tearing me apart. Me apart. <laughs> Loomer is, he's great. Loomer he's is insanely funny. Yeah. Um, all right. So the school, this is like, so the stakes are raised here. The yeah. school needs Cookie to beat the killer bees. He has to defeat them. Yeah. Uh, so now we get some tips for pressure situations. And we get in the background like a rocky montage of Cookie training. I don't know if you noticed, mm-hmm. but during the first training session, Lisa Zemo is spamming her nasal spray into her nose <laughs> in sync with everyone else, just like bouncing at the table that's so good it, i didn't notice so that vigorous <laughs> oh my gosh she's gonna superpower her nose i don't know what would happen what is I, that it, like her, her brain would break eventually right uh, it'd get to the brain it, yeah it'd have nowhere to go but up 
All right, so we get some tips that Ned gives, like practice, 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 prepare for distractions. Uh, the key one to the plot here, uh, imagine the audience in their underwear. Bryce, is this a tactic you've ever used? No. Me neither. No, I, I don't, don't find this relatable in the slightest, and I think it's so weird that it always comes up in TV shows. What other shows do it? Um, community? I feel like, I feel that... like just about every, mm -hmm. like, cartoon or sitcom has yeah. had some kind of like oh just imagine them in their underwear yeah like even it's just like an off joke not even like an episode plot just like mm -hmm. a reference to the something concept. done yeah no it, th this would not this would make me deeply uncomfortable <laughs> actually you, so, you, no. you feel like seeing a crowd of people in their underwear would make you uncomfortable and you're the only person clothed <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah not for me I don't think so. Uh, Red, how happy were you to see Van Earl Wright and Willie Galt back on your screen? I feel like they're the Bryson Wren of Ned's Declassified. Yeah, they are. And I hope that we continue to see them all the way through season three. The only thing I was disappointed about with their return, that they didn't comment on Mr. Gross eating onions like he's Wario with garlic. Yeah. Yeah, he was munching on it so vigorously and so disgustingly. Vampire uh, Hunter, maybe? You know, he maybe could be. Prepared. Mr. Gross Vampire Hunter. Yeah. Spelling Bee Moderator once a year. <laughs> and then 364 days, he's a Vampire Hunter. Um, so, Van Alright, Willie Galt, they are our um, like TV uh, newscasters from the yeah. first episode. And they're back here. They're going to be our casters for the Spelling Bee. They recap the stakes of the bee, which this is great. Um, love that they're really setting the table here. So Cookie needs to beat the bees. No one wants to be the first one out, right? Those are the the two big yep. things. Okay. Those are our big stakes for that spelling bee. Yes. Um, Ned, he, he goes up, his first word, cat. What a breeze. <laughs> Easy. That's like, this is the best. Uh, Moses' word, on the other hand, mm -hmm. is flouks and mouse and ahipilification. Which is not a real word, but it isn't the word she has to spell. Mm -hmm. And she she fumbles it to no one's surprise. And so now she is the one who has to sit with Mr. Gross. And as punishment, rip, Mr. Gross rips out his back hair while Mose cries. I thought he was going to eat it. <laughs> well, he has to put it back in his body so it can regrow. Yeah, he takes it out and then he looks at it and I'm like, oh no, don't eat it, don't eat it. And then t luckily he just comes back. That's actually why a lot of men go bald in their old age, because they don't think to eat the hair that falls out mm -hmm. so it can regrow. Yeah, they lose that nutrient. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if you're, if you're listening to this and you are balding, eat that hair. Eat your, eat your hair. Yeah. Does it even, does it, it does, probably doesn't even have to be your hair. Hmm? It probably doesn't even have to be your hair. I guess not. If you're okay with someone else's hair growing on your head, you could eat theirs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is it technically their hair still? I mean, if you eat it, then it's your it. hair. Yeah. It's like Find, you're in your body. Yeah, um, yeah uh, finders, eaters. Yeah. So, um, G Gordy walks by Moe's. And Moe says, can you help clean up this mess? Gordy says that he'll let the night guy take care of it. <laughs> <laughs> I love Gordy's contempt for doing his job. <laughs> um, Gordy's the best at everything that isn't his job. Right? That's a, a very clear trait of him. So... 
he's like, finally, he's like, okay, fine, I'll help. I'll do it. Okay. Uh, we now get a montage of spelling, which is fun, because in the spelling be musical, Ren. Yeah. We did a montage, live action montage. They uh, even had a little bit of music going, so, you know, mm-hmm. like the same thing. Yeah. Uh, kids are given word, the two words that stuck out to me were Waffle Stomper and Wang Doodle, <laughs> which both sound like uh, Wonka candies. Would you eat a Wang Doodle? A Wang, what was it? A Wang Doodle? Yeah. Wang do- a Wonka Wang Doodle? Yeah, I think I would. Yeah, I'd look for that golden ticket. Um... <laughs> Ned uh, Ned continues to get easy words during this. And Gordy is going to, also during the montage, uh, take a mop and mop Mr. Gross's full body. I feel like it's only fair. This man had it coming. Uh, isn't I feel like it's going to make it worse. It's going to get all soggy. He'll be soggy, but he'll smell good. That's what mm-hmm. matters. You know, it's yeah. not his hygiene we care about. We don't care no. about how it makes him feel. Just wanted him to smell good. Yeah, wanted to be tall. To, uh, want most to be able to tolerate being next to him. Um, also in this montage, Seth makes it to round twelve. That's right. He made it in. He made it further than Lisa Zemo. Yes, this felt um, weird. <laughs> it felt very weird that they did this. That he made it to round twelve. Uh, was he also getting easy words like Ned? I can't believe that. I feel like Ned was getting all the easy words. Mm-hmm. There couldn't be another another situation like that. I don't know I, what to think about this. Does this mean that he's, like, he is smart? He must be. Mm-hmm. He must be smarter than he's letting on. Oh, yeah. And every single time he gets, uh, gets a word right, he shouts into the mic, Yeah, baby! Uh, like his father, Austin. Like his dad, Austin. <laughs> Oh man, um, <laughs> the Austin Powers love tour of yeah. 1999. Seth gets the word wrong. He looks into the mic and says, "There goes my mojo, baby." <laughs> it's why he's so naturally charismatic. It is. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Montage keeps going, and somehow we're down to only one killer bee. Right. Uh, we get yep. to. The- the, the other killer bees get knocked out in rounds 13 and 14. Mm-hmm. Coconut Head gets out at round 17. Where he cries. He cries, he cries a lot. He's, uh, he's emotional, you know? Yeah, it's his MO. Nothing, nothing wrong. Like his home life it. is hard. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so we get our final three. Ned, Cookie, and the killer bee. And then Ned goes up there and gets out on the tricky word. Honorificability to the state it's, of being able to achieve honors. Yes, which he is not. Poor Ned. He walks away in shame. Yeah. Uh, so it does that. Uh, we're we're going to get some shots of the killer bees in the audience and the one uh, up on the stage making a choking motion at Cookie. Water yeah. gun Gordy. Yeah, that happens. I next. have that note in my <laughs> water. <laughs> Ren, what does water gun Gordy mean? Uh, didn't he shoot water into yeah. Gross's mouth with a water gun? Yeah, it's a really it's um like a choreographed dance, a very well choreographed dance. Moses is gonna promptly drop the trophy on Mr. Gross's finger. Mr. Gross will then scream at the top of his lungs while screaming. Gordy <laughs> will shoot shoot his mouth 
with some mouthwash, a lot of mouthwash, and if, from the shot we see, it goes all over his soggy body. I love that the plan hinges on Gross screaming in pain. <laughs> yeah, for a long period of time. <laughs> mm-hmm. And yeah, so back to the bee. The killer bee goes up there. He misspells uh, in Gastromuth. Immediately. Yeah. Gets the first letter wrong. Yeah, I mean, we got only 11 minutes. We can't spend too much time. <laughs> can't, can't wait until the ninth letter for him to get it wrong. It's got to happen early. So he misspells it, and then it's up to Cookie. The rules here, Ren, uh, don't seem correct. They aren't correct. Yeah. King B should have stayed up there. Mm-hmm. Yes. Instead, we're, we're told that if Cookie spells the next word correctly, he wins. But if he chokes... Uh, he doesn't win. I guess is that he how that works. The killer bees win. Yeah, that doesn't make lost. any sense. Yes, killer bees. You didn't successfully spell a word, um, but Cookie didn't either, so you win. Technically, no one. Def- you guys didn't lose to Cookie. Cookie lost to himself. Lost to- yes. Um, and so here it is. Cookie gets up there, and he's given the word victorious. Uh, he struggles under all the pressure. You can see sweat dripping from his eyeballs, like Cookie SpongeBob. Visualize everyone in their underpants. Nope. So What's Ned does do? what any good friend would do, mm-hmm. and pulls down his pants in school. Yeah. And then the all the other specific all the other males boys. Yep, only the boys did it. In the audience, follow suit. Um. And this hmm. gives Cookie the confidence he needs to spell. Uh, it would do the opposite for me. I like Bryce. If if the, like, are you what? telling me that if you were trying to spell the last word to win a spelling bee, and someone in the audience got up, pulled down their pants, then every other man in the audience mm-hmm. got up and pulled down <laughs> their pants and just stared at you? You're telling me that this would phase you somehow? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I am. Mr. Gross is a terrible moderator, <laughs> right? Isn't this his job? His, he should he prevented works. this from happening. The moment yeah. Ned start stood up and started unzipping his pants, mm-hmm. should have been, been that boy. Yeah, he gets like this is one day a year he has to work, and he can't even do it correctly. <laughs> uh, sure enough, Cookie nails it, and hey, every- gang, over here. <laughs> yeah. So hold on, I'm get, I'll be there in just a second. <laughs> but I think that you and I have about 30 minutes worth of discussion about what's happening with that. Um, but to quickly wrap this up, so that everyone chants for Cookie, Cookie won. Um, Mr. Gross is now less gross. And then Moe's um, goes up to Ned and says something and is like, oh, Ned, you can put your pants up now. And he's like, okay. And then that's when we get... <laughs> Like, who is this? It's like a little Newsies boy from the 1920s with an old-style camera. Yeah, he does he have a mustache? I don't think he had a mustache. Okay, I can only picture him with a mustache. I feel like he was the ghost of a boy who died in that school decades yeah. ago. Yep. It's just, hey, kids, over here. Over here, gang. Mm-hmm. Is this you guys want to read a penny dreadful? <laughs> <laughs> no, no one thinks it's odd. Uh, are we gonna see more of him? Is he? I hope so. Is he gonna be like a coconut head? 
Maybe he's like Coconut Head's cousin from out of town. Yeah. He's you know how Arnold had that weird pal cousin? I, yes, Arnie. 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 This is like yeah. Coconut Head's Arnie. He's Pineapple mm-hmm. Head. Yes. That's a good episode. Lila falls in love with Arnie. That's a great episode. Yeah. Uh, hey, kids. Over here. <laughs> Who is he? Why? All right. Uh, and that's our segment. It's the spelling bee. We learned a lot of words today. Like Hawks and Plocks and Philippication. Mm-hmm. And Honorable Villabinibus. Yep, and also Waffle Stomper. And Wang Doodle. Wang Doodle. Mm-hmm. I challenge you, audience, to go out and use all four of those words in at least one sentence this week. They're all ten dollar words. That's at least forty dollars. Mm-hmm. All right, let's uh, the, these tips, Ren. All right. You ready? I'm ready. So these tips are, uh, we get three of them in this uh, segment, and they're all related to uh, working under pressure. Okay. Uh, our first one is just practice, practice, practice. I guess, mm. I mean. Does practice, is practice guaranteed to make perfect? Practice does not guarantee perfection, but it will make you better mm-hmm. if you know what you're doing. Um, yeah, that's true. I don't... Uh, yeah, if you know what you're doing. Like, I feel like I could practice, practice, practice at, um, I don't know, magic, and I don't think I'd ever <laughs> nail it. Like, real magic or, like, trick magic with cards? Real magic, like uh, oh. like b- a bonafide ratificationist. <laughs> Bo- bonus removers. Yeah. <laughs> like it, you just gotta set your limitations, you know. Be be grounded. Mm-hmm. If like, so, maybe okay. you maybe you can't remove your bones with magic, but you can remove someone's bones with other stuff. You know, mm-hmm. you could use a saw. You we watch saw, so we like you could mm-hmm. chop off someone's leg or something. Yeah, that could be a bone you could hang out with. Um. I don't want to practice, 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 saw. Uh. <laughs> I think it's a bad idea. What about, um, I don't see it's, it's a fine, it, what, C? Yeah, C. It's, <laughs> yeah, it, it's our... like very vanilla, I don't care about it. <laughs> Is there... so I we... hate vanilla. <laughs> uh, I through. hate this tip. <laughs> we're through. Ooh, uh, prepare for distractions. You know I love that tip. We're back together. We can be podcast partners again. <laughs> Prepare for distractions. So is that something we should warn? This is a good tip for our audience. Yeah, like in life, you are bound to get distracted at some point. Prepare. Mm-hmm. Always yeah. be on your guard. Mm-hmm. You never... Yeah, if you... Stray, uh, it's okay to stray from the path. Sometimes flowers have their danger, but good is different than good. <laughs> right so you know it's the difference between good and good it is are you good or good prepare for distractions this is b yeah b like what kind of distractions like should you and i when we record should we be ready for uh like any type of distraction like when the amazon guy came and dropped stuff off for me i was unprepared and if i had been more prepared could have helped me but also with that said, I think 
being able to roll with the punches is also important. It is. You know, it's it's that improv way of life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Remember when you and I did improv and we'd get really nervous? We'd get so scared. And so we'd have to imagine the audience in their underwear. And then when it didn't work, the audience would get up and pull down their, <laughs> pull down pants, their pants for us. <laughs> but only only the males. <laughs> All yeah. three of them? <laughs> um... This is a bad tip. Yeah, it's a pretty bad tip. Yeah, this is a D. This is yeah. a D tier tip. Right. And that's that's the segment. Ren. Do you want to talk about some report cards? Yes. Let's get our honors children out of the way. Man. So we didn't like see any schoolwork but i feel like the spelling bee can fill in for academics yeah uh, yeah I, I would completely agree with that um no so, ned academics <laughs> what are we thinking it's tough he went far but he went far on easy words we have him very low right now right he's he had, ned is at a consistent d minus should we bump him up to a d yeah all right yeah. we can throw him that bone um you know so long as we don't take away a bone from him uh, the bone collector <laughs> so do any other changes for ned social status no power no thinking about both of them i mean social status it's or maybe power like you gotta think people actively left him to roast alive in a bubble <laughs> like they so he he has such a little power or say that no one was willing to speak up and or help him get out of a position where he very easily could have could have died. Should we drop him to the newly defined D plus? I think so. Yeah. All right. Okay. So he goes from a C minus to a D plus. There, um, his social status B. I, I think th- those two are fine. The social status okay. and the stamina. Okay. What about Moe's? Mose. Mm-hmm. So academics, you got a very hard word wrong. Yes. But I think that affects her social status. She was the first to go down. And then she had to sit with Mr. Gross, Gross, and that's not a good reputation. How low yeah. are we dropping her? Um, like a B. From an A minus to a, a B, an eighty five. Okay. Power, she's currently sitting at a ninety-two. Uh, did she lose any power this week? Probably not. I don't think so. No, stamina? Not really. We can leave her. Yeah. Okay. Cookie. Cookie. I think Cookie... Academics. He got, yeah. He's getting a big boost tonight. Who knew that he was the spelling bee champ? Who knew that he had that in him? So, where should we put him? B range? It's a big jump, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he just won the spelling bee, which takes a lot of intelligence. I would say his the things that will be impacted by that are his academics, which is he's currently at a D minus. Yep. And his stamina. I also think social status will go up. Mm-hmm. They counted on him, and he he came through. So let's give him uh, jump him from a D minus to a B academically, okay. right? I think that that's a very big jump, but it's worth it. He just won. I also think social status should go to a B. Oh, from a, a C minus to a B. He he they counted on him and he won. He defeated oh, the Oh, okay, yes, yes, yes. Okay, because there's that. Like, he redeemed a, a loss. Yeah. Okay. Um, I agree with that. People right. depend on him. I, I'll put him all the way up to the B. I think this him winning this, really good for his game, like his yep. cards. 
power. I think um, we can leave him. Yeah, right? I, I think we leave him at power, and then stamina. I would put him up. Um, he did the whole thing to like a C plus. Yeah, honest. I think that's fair. So, okay. All right, so we'll put him at a C plus. So Cookie sits at academically a, a B in academics. Social status is a B. Power, he's at an A, and in stamina, he's at a C plus. So. All, All right. right, so those are our three. What uh, what three do we want to look at for our college prep group? I have Loomer, Gordy, and the Killer Bees down. Oh, I, I like that we're going to put all three Killer Bees into the their <laughs> one category. little pod. So uh, let's start with Loomer. Okay. All right. Academics. He was out pretty early, but I think the fact that he was there at all. Yeah. Yeah. But um, th- that confused me. Did everyone get to participate, or was it just people who like did well in their class? I think it's the seventh graders only. Okay. Um, all so right. he was he wasn't the first out. He was early, all things considered. Mm-hmm. But I think there were some unnamed characters who stood up before him. Yes. Um. So I think academically, uh, seventy like a C yeah. minus. Yes, yeah, C minus. Uh, that's a 72. Okay. Social status, he's sitting at a C right now. Uh, I don't really see that changing for him this week. No, I don't either. I think his power goes down because the yeah. killer bees were able to disarm him so easily. Homonyms are his weakness. <laughs> I <laughs> love it. Yeah, who knew that Loomer would fold just because someone shouted homonyms at him? Yeah, so he's at a B plus right now. He has a lot of power in the school. Um, Killer bees have more power. They just got taken down, though. I feel like he goes from like a B plus to a B minus. Okay. And stamina, any change? Um, no, not really. Okay. The, the, am I correct? The only time we really saw him was just getting beat down by the killer bees, right? Yeah. Okay. All right, and then uh, who else do we want to do? Gordy. Gordy. Yeah. So academics the same, I think. Yeah, he's still still sitting in that that C range. He hasn't shown us much uh, that he's he's different. Social status. Hmm. You think any change? No, because we like to think about how he's seen by like the other staff, right? I mean, yeah. we know the night guy definitely hates him, but yeah, hundred percent. I think B minus for the social status. His power. So. I feel like Gordy helped Ned. He gave him the bubble. Mm-hmm. That's like that. That's reliability, you know. Yep. That's a form of power, being able to help the students. And yeah, he helped Mose out by spraying down Mister Gross and mopping him. That's right. He had the power to change Mister Gross and defy mm-hmm. him. Yeah, so like he goes from a B to I, I don't think it's a big jump, like a B plus. Okay. Yeah, we because we see him, he's being pretty consistent in his actions, um, yeah. in that he's constantly caring for these kids. We just boosted him up um, to an A with stamina after mm-hmm. his his events with the weasel. Here this week, I mean, is there that much stamina? He's kind of. If anything, I would I would argue that he gets knocked down a little bit because he shuts himself out from the flu yeah he's actively trying to avoid mm-hmm. maybe we drop him down a bit yeah maybe uh, what do you think a b plus or an a minus from an a, a minus okay all right 
Uh, and then lastly, let's go ahead and make a report card for these killer bees. Killer bees, academics, I think an A. Okay. Let's see, academics. You think an A? I think an A. I'm thinking an A. Yeah, they. I don't think that they get things wrong very often. Social status. I think they are disliked mm. by their peers we on a pretty, like, grand mm. basis. So I want to put them in the C or D range. I, I would say based on what we saw at D range, it didn't really seem like anyone was super connecting with them. Yeah, what do you think? Um, D, D plus? Yeah, I think D, uh, a D, which is like a 67. Yeah, uh, power, Ren, like... Definitely like a A minus. It's They're so interesting to me, especially... So did them losing make them lose any power, or will they regain it back the next day by just simply intimidating them again? Good or will point. folks care less because they aren't the winners? Are they only powerful during spelling season? That's true, too, right? That's when they're when they're at their peak. Um, no, I, I, I think an A minus seems fit. Yeah. For how much power they have. I mean, they control loomer they do control loomer mm -hmm. they're right now i think that puts them at the top of the food chain okay lastly their stamina there are three uh, of them but two of them got, were eliminated before seth powers unimpressed yeah i expected it to be the three of them and cookie yep and yeah the final three is not what i was expecting at all so this is like a B minus range. That's exactly what I was thinking. Beautiful. Okay. Um, so we have our grades. We have uh, our tips all sorted out this week, Ren. The last thing we have to do is to rate the episode. I enjoyed this episode. I didn't like it as much as the school dances one, but yeah. that was maybe because that one was so good. Mm -hmm. But this one was fun. I, uh... I feel like the sick days had a little bit of missed potential and I didn't really feel like the Matt Hoffman bit landed, <laughs> but, uh, I liked it otherwise. And I really liked the spelling bee section. I like, obviously we have a bias towards the whole premise. Yeah. <laughs> so for me, it just, it, it has like a comfortability to it, Yeah. but I, I just love competition stuff in general. And it was like so, I think so nice to see Cookie win like win something here for yes. once. That really elevated the episode for me. The fact that Cookie gets a clean victory and there's no like there's no like joker pullback to it. He yeah. sincerely won. After after recently being seen um making out with a a dog <laughs> at the school dance, he needed this win. He really did. Yeah. Uh so what what are you thinking for a number? I'm thinking an 8. Okay. Yeah, I I enjoyed it too. Um I had a lot of fun with the so the sick days thing. Um I like the ragdolling was like one of the funniest things I've seen in Neds. I like how shaped it was. Yeah. I, they didn't even care to try to make it look like it wasn't like it was them. They were like, we're just going to throw the same outfit onto a rag doll and attach it to Matt Hoffman. Yeah, that was for sure a high point of it. Uh, I thought Spelling Bees was was good um, as well. So I'm thinking I'm in the 7.5 range here. That's what I was thinking you'd give it. Yeah. So, uh, and that that's it, Red. 
We did it. That's it. We made it through our second podcast in the hour uh, twenty. Yeah, this is hour twenty of podcasting about Ned's Declassified. Uh, eight. Uh, what is it? About seventeen point five of those hours uh, will be left on the cutting room floor, <laughs> but the other, the other portions will not be. So, uh, yeah. If you if you liked listening to this, if you enjoyed, check us out on our social medias. Uh, and I rate our people should rate our episode our, our iTunes, Please. whatever it's called. Give Please us ratings on iTunes? Apple podcasts uh or wherever you listen to your your podcast and go and give us a rating and give us some feedback um otherwise uh we will be joined next week for rumors uh, and photo day you're the best friend so <laughs> he's got to be in there this photo kid yeah he's for sure got to be in there um other than like if he's not it's he's straight up from uh the shining <laughs> gonna be one of the ghosts of the school hey gang over here <laughs> look look at me with my camera don't ask where i got it look directly into the light everybody <laughs> oh my gosh dude matt like uh something i enjoyed talking about was matt hoffman uh and his bone sucking juice <laughs> Uh, I'm so oh, glad that we've decided that Matt, Matt Hoffman eats bones. Uh, right the only right. thing he can eat? Yeah, that's it. Because he, yeah, eat his own teeth. It's too hard to resist. Okay, let's be done, Ren. Yep. Let's do it. Uh, so thank you all so much for listening. And uh, other than that, take care, and we will see you next week. I hope you enjoy uh, James K. Polk's 1921 Dances with Wolves dance. Bye, everyone. Good night. Ouch. Whoa. Hey guys. Welcome to the game. Let me guess. Welcome to Advanced Warfare. Xbox One. It's coming. Uh, how much slowed down is that? Like, tw- <laughs> that's point five. <laughs>